0: Today on the show, Barbie has been such a success, Mattel is ready to make movies about Polly Pocket, Hot Wheels, and Uno. Get ready for a movie where the Magic 8-Ball is sick of being shook and tells you to ask again, never. Can you smell the piles of money?
1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty
0: proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it.
1: Let the nerds take over!
0: Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're doing a show. Good morning.
2: I thought you were continuing. I had zoned out while you were saying yours like getting ready on how I was going to um in- do the inflections in mine uh-huh. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, it's here.
0: <laughs> it's arrived <laughs>
2: <clears throat> And who am I? All signs point to danger. <laughs>
0: Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now Monday through Friday, let's get to our top story. After Barbie, Mattel's cinematic universe is ready with 14 more movies. Holy cow! All the
2: little Barbie films. This comes from that? No. Oh,
0: this comes from Nerdist.com. No, we're not talking Barbie. Okay, we're talking. Mattel. Oh,
2: gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like, okay.
0: Yeah. Move over old MCU.
1: <laughs> the
0: new MCU, Mattel Cinematic Universe, has arrived <laughs> and it's ready to launch 14 announced movies and reportedly 45 more waiting in the wings. How many phases is that? Bolstered by the success of the Barbie movie, Mattel is ready to turn all its toys into tales for the young and old. And while nostalgia is on their side to a degree, it feels like the beauty of Barbie did not come simply from Barbie being a beloved and ubiquitous doll. Instead, the movie's success stemmed from the truth mixed in with the other integral counterparts, components, parts of the heart, humanity, and true purpose of story. And Mm -hmm. so they're going to have... A big hill to climb for a lot of these properties to right. make a movie that hits that same way. Right. Because it can't just be, hey, this movie's about this toy. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's gotta have something to say.
2: Right. Like right. the
0: Barbie movie did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here, let's, let's just, we're just gonna go through what's coming. <laughs> okay. 14 announced products. Projects. Projects. Okay. Here we go. Barney.
2: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> of, of all the movies on this list, Barney feels like it might have the most legs to stand on because it it's a character with a story. <laughs> it's already done things. Uh, <laughs> so this uh, this movie won't necessarily take a, uh, necessarily feature a dark Barney, but it will share some of Barbie's more adult visions of a childhood classic. So I don't know how they're going to do this, if it's going to be like about the guy who plays Barney, or if we're going to see weird, fake, Barney-behind-the-scenes kind of nonsense. Who knows? Uh, but it says it's it's gonna the movie's going to be surrealistic, that it's play for adults. It's not R-rated, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being a 30-something growing up with Barney, just the level of disenchantment with the generation. Maybe it's a dude in his 40s, Who's like seeing Barney everywhere? That nobody else can see. <laughs> I don't know. What that it's worked with
2: be. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Senecal says, "Aren't there laws about not making media just to sell toys?" Yeah, exactly. But this is not that. This is selling toys Winnie to make movies out of. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> it's going the other direction. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is gonna this is like actively in production. This is we heard about this a while ago So this is soon. We're gonna have this. Okay. Polly pocket Do you remember Polly pocket dolls? They're illegal now Are they illegal?
2: (laughs) You can't find the tiny ones anymore
0: The teeny tiny ones. Yeah, are they a little bigger now? Yeah, because people were swallowing them and choking on them. Yeah Because sticking them up their nose
2: little girls were Checking out them. Yeah.
0: Anyway, this seems like a, a this could be a similar vein, anyway, to the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. right? Because it's still about your little doll character in their own magical worlds, mm-hmm. the tiny worlds. But I loved there.
2: Polly Pockets. You had a
0: few of them when we started yeah, dating. Was, I remember we saw I saw them in my your. My mom room.
2: kept them all. Yeah, <laughs> to play with with her grandkids. And I had a, like, I'm I had, keeping all the Polly Pockets. You can't a, take them.
0: They had a dude version too. I don't remember. Of Polly Pockets? Yeah. They weren't Polly Pockets. They were, I don't know, mini, mini Max or something like that. I don't <laughs> know what they were. But, like, they they were that same thing. Same idea. You opened up a little, I don't know, it was like a box of some sort. You know, dragon head. Who knows? And then inside it would be, like, a little Manly World or Skate Park <laughs> or something like that. I remember those. <laughs> weren't as popular as Polly Pockets, but. Yeah. Hot Wheels. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Is going to be bringing a Hot Wheels movie to life. I don't know if Uh, this is going to be toy focused or if it's just going to be a generic
2: racing movie. Are the cars going (laughs) to (laughs) talk?
0: Right. Right. I feel like they should. But also, they can't (laughs) because it'll be a ripoff of cars at that point or the Chevron commercials. Uh, So (laughs) I have no idea what to expect from that. But I feel like if it's just a generic racing movie. Mm
2: hmm.
0: It won't be good. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a generic racing movie set in a toy universe, with the cars don't talk, but there are like little drivers, little toy drivers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think
2: they already have like a Hot Wheels cartoon like that. I think I think the boys were watching it one time, and I was like,
0: Oh, that's right. There is like like a Hot Wheels. It was but like it was almost bad.
2: claymation. But
0: yeah, it was bad. I don't, yeah, remember, it was, I don't remember enjoying that.
2: It was terrible. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, they definitely didn't watch it very long. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. This, uh... <laughs> Vin Diesel's going to star in this movie. Uh, didn't they already make this movie? Rock with and, um, rock um, It wasn't Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but it was essentially Rock'em Sock'em Robots with uh, Wolverine, with um, Hugh Jackman, called Real Steel, where they all had their own, like, boxing robots and they fought? I'm oh. I'm positive this movie exists. Hmm. And I think Real Steel's the name. Let me see. Real Steel. 2011 film. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Like, it's already... They already did it. Let's see. Boxing robots.
2: Right there. That does look like Rock'em Sock'em Robot. I'll
0: try and put the picture up uh, in the edited version of the show <laughs> later. But yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it, but I feel like it's got to be uh, exactly what a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie would be, right? It's going to be strange. How are they going to make it different? American girl dolls.
2: Wow, they already have books.
0: They already have books. Just mm-hmm. transcribe it into. It's going to be a family comedy that will help girls grow with confidence and develop character. That's what it says right here. So, okay, interesting. All right, now we get to a weird one. The Magic 8-Ball.
2: Okay. Just going to make a whole movie about the Magic 8-Ball.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they made... Didn't they make a Ouija board movie? And that it was like a horror movie kind of-esque thing. Maybe not full R-rated, but like it was a creepy movie. It would have to be. I feel there. like that's what they would do here. More magic-infused, but like a you know a, a, a magical... Like, Magically, I've ball. got an eight ball, and it's ac- actually telling the future. It really works, yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that. That could be cool. That could be a fun premise. Like you have a magic eight ball that is actually telling you the truth about what's about to happen. Hmm. Uh, that that seems that seems fun. Uh, Seneca <laughs> says, you know, despite their plans, many of these will never get made. That's quite possible. <laughs> but Masters of the Universe live action He-Man adaptation. Uh, which has been in the works for like a long time. Mm. Uh, and in fact, I think they already started like working on one for Netflix, but it got canceled. Uh, so I think this is still happening with the same group of people and the same cast they originally had. Uh, mm. And they're just searching for a new home for it. So it might not be a theater movie. Cause like I said, it was supposed to go to Netflix originally. So they might try and push this to Hulu or something. Mm. Get it there. Major Matt Mason. Have you ever heard of this toy? No. It's a Mattel doll that's a little different than the others mentioned. He was an astronaut action figure from the 1960s. He lives and works on the moon. So we guess we can see where that would be going, movie on the moon.
2: His name's Major Matt.
0: Major Matt Mason. And
2: you didn't have one? I did not have one. You're Matt.
0: Well, I wasn't born until the the mid-'80s, so... It didn't exist Forget anymore. when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the 80s, but I want to clarify. Mid-80s. Uh, Uno.
2: A game about Uno.
1: <laughs> I, I have say, no idea.
2: They have been making a lot of different Unos, and they're fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uno, we just played Uno Dare
1: this
0: Uno last Dare's weekend. Good. Uno with Flip was all right.
2: kids. So fun.
0: Uno. Uno
2: All Wilds. I like Wilds, that. I hated that. I like the Uno All not Wild. Not fun. The the dose, dose. I still haven't figured out yet.
0: That's weird. Yeah. Uh Uno Attack. That was always fun. Oh, that was Uno, fun. Remember Uno Attack? Yeah. Where you would suddenly get ten cards out of nowhere, like, what the heck? Those were all fun. But I, I don't know
2: how do you do a game. What do you it? do what do you do, <laughs> how in, how you a movie? do in a movie? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unless you I mean The realistic thing would be like some sort of UNO tournament and you're following this kid who's really good at UNO. But I'm like, it's Mm -hmm. also a lot of luck. So could you really do a believable tournament about a kid who has skill in the UNO game? I don't know.
2: Isn't poker also about luck of the draw? Okay, fine.
0: (laughs) That's a solid point. That's a solid point. I don't know, though. That seems weird. All right, here's one I'm actually, I'm mixed. I'm excited about it, but I have mixed feelings. Wishbone. Like the, the dog. the, that's, the little Jack, that's from Mattel? The little Jack Russell. Mattel owns the rights, I guess. Okay. Just like okay. Barney. Wishbone was a PBS show in the 90s uh-huh. where he essentially like, retold books, right? Right, yeah. with him with mm-hmm. the dog as a main character. Like it's mm-hmm. got a picture of him as Robin Hood with a little dog pulling the arrow back, <laughs> little dog paw. I remember loving this.
2: Show. I loved Wishbone, yeah. What's so the story, much. Wishbone? Right,
0: <laughs> and so that makes me kind of not want them to make a movie about right?
2: it. Don't you ruin won't my wishbone ru- yeah? I want
0: ruin, and also, how would they do it? Is it them just telling a longer book? Or is it going to be like jumping from story to story kind of adventure? adventure. I don't know. If they're going to do it, they better do it well. (laughs) Or you're going to have a lot of 90s (laughs) kids who are very, very upset. Uh, they got Matchbox here. Matchbox will be another car-centric piece from Mattel. Um, Action movie depicting toys from 1953. Thomas and Friends. So the train. Thomas the Train. Uh, they're going to do a fantasy movie somehow okay. about Thomas and Friends. The Viewmaster, the click, 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 little circle oh my goodness. thing with the different images. Mm-hmm. That somehow will be an adventure movie. And then Christmas Balloon. This is actually a biopic um, based on a true story. It'll tell the tale of when Mattel donated toys to help make a young girl's dream come true after she tied her Christmas list to a balloon that was found by a grieving couple who worked with the toy company to fulfill the girl's wishes. Uh, Mattel looks to produce a family drama drawing from that story. Wow. Interesting. (laughs) Nice little Christmas movie. So that's it. That's all the goodness. All of the currently announced Mattel movie projects coming up
2: we'll see how many come (laughs) to pass
0: (laughs) so that took a little while let's jump into our other news real quick apple is uh set to embrace an iphone charger change that it didn't want all right this is actually exciting to me oh no because it feels like something apple deserves to happen (laughs) to them If Apple had its way, this comes from uh, Bloomberg, by the way. If Apple had its way, the iPhone would continue to use the current lightning connector for at least the next few years until the point when the company is ready to begin phasing out ports on its smartphones altogether. But the European Union is forcing its hand, requiring mobile device makers to use the USB-C standard by the end of next year.
2: Wow.
0: So Apple is now in the awkward position of embracing the very technology it didn't want. When the company introduces the iPhone 15 on September 12, USB-C connectors will appear on its four new phone models as well as the AirPods Pro and Apple will describe it as a major win for customers. They're going to hype it up as like a feature, something that we know you've wanted for a long time and now we're benevolently giving it to you. (laughs) Customers will be able to use a single charging cable cable for iPhones, for Macs, for iPads. It will bring breakthrough data transfer speed increases for the new high-end iPhone models. Phones will charge faster in some instances. And finally, the phone will be compatible with chargers used by billions of non-Apple devices. That's how they're going to spin it as this is of course what we wanted to do from the beginning. (laughs) (sighs) Apple will be so upbeat about a change that it didn't ask for because the company has an ironclad rule. When it's introducing a new product or dealing with the media, it always wants to operate from a position of strength. So Apple's keynote presentation won't mention the European Union or make reference to any of the many times over the past few years that it criticized the government's decision to require USB-C. Back when it was still resisting the switch, Apple laid out a few arguments, including that the change would harm the environment, given that billions of obsolete cables may wind up in a landfill. Another rationale floated (laughs) by Apple marketing chief Greg uh, Joswiak Uh, Last year is the potential harmful precedent of governments influencing product design. No, I get it. I get the idea of product design.
2: Making laws.
0: Yeah, making laws about that. I I can see why that would be a problem. The landfill argument, though, is dumb because you're the one making all the extra things that didn't need to exist in the first place. Just so you could have your little closed ecosystem and make people buy your $100 chargers. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with no other options. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. No, thank you. So I'm excited that in the near future, when you ask for a phone charger, everybody's going to give you the same thing. Yeah. I'm not going to have to deal with lightning ports Yeah, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and lastly, on the news today, <laughs> <laughs> NYPD deployed drones to monitor backyard parties over Labor Day weekend. So previously, we talked about NYC's new drones, New York City's police department's new drones. Mm -hmm. And they said, we promise these things are just for like emergency announcements. We're going to fly them through the city and announce, hey... The hurricane's coming get indoors that kind of thing mm-hmm. or if there's an area of the city that's blocked off we're gonna fly our little drone there and say please stay out of this area there's an ongoing active shooter or whatever something like that cool they immediately started invading people's privacy <laughs> just a couple weeks later wow on labor day if a caller states, they said this before Labor Day even happened. It says, if a caller states that there's a large crowd, a large party in a backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and check on the party. Wow. So they don't want a whole lot of people together because of COVID and all that still. Mm. <laughs> and they're going to send their monitor drones to your house.
2: To spy To
0: spy you. on you in your backyard, your private backyard, your private back area, your private party. Wow, they're gonna send surveillance drones that have the capability of transmitting a a voice, you know, a, a stern warning: get inside or disperse this party. Thing. <laughs> does that not sound like a sci-fi dystopian nightmare? Right. <laughs> that sounds. Ex- I'm. I'm positive that kind of thing is in a hundred science fiction movies where the government's gotten out of control or robots have taken over the place Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: having camera affixed drones just hover over things you're trying to do Mm -hmm. living your life man you're having a good time you're celebrating labor day and they're gonna come in and and bust up the party with their with their terrifying drones that Mm -hmm. we promise don't have guns on them (laughs) right Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's terrifying to me. I hate it. Please no. And that wraps up today's news. (laughs) But we're going to take a quick break.
2: But when we come back, Matt and I go head to head in a game.
0: And we'll share today at Nerd History. Stick around.
1: Mirai, and you're listening to Faith and Vandom 180 on LTN Radio. So, Pokemon Go, a few weeks ago, released Pokemon Sleep. And with that, they released a new Pokemon Go Plus, which is an accessory that allows you to catch Pokemon without having your app open. So, if there's a Pokemon nearby, a green light pops up, and you can choose if you're gonna throw a regular ball, an ultra ball, or you know a uh, great ball. And it's great for catching. It's great for uh, if you're going by a Pokéstop, it will automatically spin your Pokéstop for you and get your rewards. It's pretty great. I love it. One of the things that you know I've noticed is that if your Pokemon is full and You don't have any more room to catch more Pokemon. Or if your item bag is full and you don't have more room for inventory. The opportunity to hit the button still pops up. But when you hit the button, it will then just throw a red light at you and say, nah. (laughs) And if you check your notifications, it'll say, hey, you don't have room for this. Uh, Clear out some Pokemon. Clear out some inventory. Do something else so that you can have room for what you're doing. And I really think I need that in my life. For like my calendar. And for my life choices. And for the commitments I make. Because I think I sign on for a lot of things. I don't actually have time and space for it. And uh, it reminds me of this verse. In Luke 14. Uh, verses 28 uh, through 30. Says for which of you desiring to build a tower. Does not first sit down and count the cost. Whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. I think for some of us, we could use some awareness in our lives for what we say yes to, the commitments we take on, the roles that we allow ourselves to have, because I think... We say yes, and we sign up for things, and we allow ourselves to take on these obligations that we don't have the mental, physical, spiritual, financial, or like societal ability to complete. And I think God lets us know that it's our responsibility to actually make sure we have the ability before we do something. If you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head on over to faithandfandom.org you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcast, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
0: Welcome back to Rise and Shine, Nerds! LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Every now and then, we put our nerdy knowledge to the test, and today, Deidre and I will go head to head in a game of fast food trivia. Mm-hmm. Trivia game is multiple choice, but we have to keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning that we can potentially earn three X's on each question. And like golf, we're uh, going for the lowest score possible. That each thing of us again. Huh? <laughs> Each of us are going to answer five questions. Uh, I'm going to let you decide who's going first.
2: We're not going to do back and forth?
0: We didn't. You would do five and five. Okay. So. I did back and forth with. You did back and forth with. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. With. Great, 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 great fin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do? First or second?
2: I'll go first. Okay. I think you'll be over. pressured.
0: I'll be pressured. That's what you did last time. Sure. No, I went first. I don't remember. I don't remember. Here we go. <laughs> what fast food restaurant is credited with introducing the first modern day drive through window? McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, or Sonic?
2: drive through window? Mm-hmm. See, Sonic, you know, has a drive-up.
0: Well, they also have a drive through
2: Yeah, I know. But I don't... <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't think they would be credited with, like, the first... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say McDonald's.
0: Oh, no, I thought it would be McDonald's, too. Wendy's? Wendy's? Wendy's is credited with creating the first modern-day drive-thru window, an innovation which they introduced at a grand opening of their second store in November of 1970. Wow. Wow. Thank right. you, Wendy's. One well, X for you. Which of the following fast food restaurants was founded first? In-N-Out Burger, Burger King, Whataburger, or McDonald's?
2: Dang. McDonald's.
0: I thought it was McDonald's too. <laughs> wow. What is it? In and Out, Burger King, or what a burger?
2: In and Out. I don't feel it. Wow.
0: Wow. In and Out Burger was founded in 1948 by Harry and Esther Snyder in Baldwin Park, California. As the fast food craze took root, it was soon followed by Whataburger in 1950, Burger King in 1954, and McDonald's in 1955. McDonald's was last. Wow. Never would've guessed that. What did McDonald's restaurants first introduce in 1968? Was it the Egg McMuffin, the Happy Meal, the Big Mac, or Ronald McDonald?
2: (laughs) I'm gonna say Ronald McDonald. Dang it! Nope. Happy Meal? (laughs)
0: Oh no! Big Mac? McDonald's restaurants first introduced the Big Mac system-wide in 1968. The Big Mac has been introduced slightly earlier in a few stores in Pittsburgh. It was followed by the Egg McMuffin in 1973, the Happy Meal in 1979. Ronald McDonald had been introduced in 1963, several years prior to the Big Mac.
2: That's mean. Because I was just thinking, who got introduced first? Well,
0: that was your your first mistake. mean. Number four. Where was the first Pizza Hut built? Oh, my gosh. Los Angeles, California. Albany, New York. Grand Prairie, Texas. Wichita, Kansas.
2: (laughs) We'll say New York. I don't like this game.
0: You don't like the noise it makes. Kansas? It hurts, doesn't it? Wow. The very first Pizza Hut restaurant was built in Wichita, Kansas. The franchise was founded by two college students, Dan and Frank Carney, who borrowed $600 from their mother in 1958, then rented a small building and purchased some secondhand equipment. Pizza Hut has since grown into one of the most successful fast food businesses in the world. All right. Last one, Deidre, for you. What fast food restaurant introduced a popular advertising campaign in 1997 that featured a talking chihuahua? Was it Pizza Hut, Del Taco, Taco Bell, or Domino's Pizza?
2: It's Taco Bell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 1997, Taco Bell introduced an advertising campaign that featured a talking chihuahua. The 8-pound, 11-inch tall chihuahua quickly became the hottest animal pitchdurse since Spuds McKenzie. In fact, (laughs) the campaign was so popular that it eventually branched out to include licensing toys, t-shirts, and other promotional products.
2: (sighs) What would he say? You...
0: Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want Taco Bell. Sinecal says Deidre jumps every time you hit the buzzer like she's being electrocuted. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Andrew, you got four X's. Only four. Only four. You hit the. You hit the reels. I think. Little, I'll double check if you want me to. One, two, three, four, oh, five. You're right. Thank you. You got five X's.
2: I think it was just four.
0: <laughs> Way to go! Shot yourself in the foot. All right. You have a All mouse right. over there. Yes. Good. <sighs> You're in charge now.
2: Does it work?
0: Click a button. There you go.
2: Okay. What fast food restaurant boasts that you can have it your way? Hey, I
0: get an easy one too.
2: El Pollo Loco, Burger King, Subway, Papa John's.
0: Burger King. <phone rings> no,
2: just kidding. <laughs> Nineteen seventy-four. In an attempt to it. Ad- Uh, Change the prevailing cookie cutter image of assembly line fast food restaurants, Burger King introduced the slogan, have it your way, positioning itself as the hamburger franchise that offers customers the ability to customize their burgers.
0: Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us, all we ask is that you let us serve it your way.
2: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that song. <laughs>
0: I yeah.
2: What fast food restaurant aired ads featuring Jared Fogle? Fogle. Fogle. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Don't have this question. <laughs> a man who lost <laughs> 245 pounds eating only their products. Wendy's Subway and, McDonald's. And, then,
0: of and <laughs> never caused a problem ever. <laughs> <laughs> this would be Subway. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't somewhere. pre-screen
0: these questions It's a pre-built <laughs> thing I didn't know it was going to well, be on we there We don't, even, don't even talk about it, who cares Okay. Who doesn't deserve <laughs> it <sighs> Number eight
2: <laughs> What fast food restaurant was originally founded In the small town of Gusave?
0: Guzave
2: was- Guasave Gusa- on Mexico's Pacific coast Taco Bell, Pollo Loco Del Taco, Taco Cabana
0: It's not Taco Bell Taco Bell's pretty much been exclusively American. They don't even like Taco Bell in Mexico. Every mm-hmm. time they try and open a Taco Bell in Mexico, they close. It.
2: They shut it down.
0: So I'm gonna say, shoot, Taco Cabana.
2: Taco Cabana. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna. I, I, I meant to say El Pollo Loco. <laughs>
2: there
0: we go. I figured it was El Pollo Loco. El Pollo Loco.
2: 1975.
0: Juan Francisco, Francisco Poncho, Poncho. <laughs>
2: <Porchoa>. <laughs> opened his first chicken stand in I'm the ahead. small town of Costa. Rica.
0: I'm not even thinking that that's chicken. I keep forgetting El Pollo, of course. It's chicken. It's the crazy chicken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just that thinking all it. tacos in my head. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> Spanish for the crazy chicken.
0: The crazy chicken stand was a big hit and uh, the news quickly spread about it. Wow, 85. They opened 85 in northern Mexico by 1979. Huh. That's pretty crazy. All right. Number nine. Oh,
2: you are getting all. i a lot easy, of easy questions. Easy question. Wow. I call foul.
0: You're the one that picked who was going first.
2: How many <laughs> herbs and spices make up the secret blend used on Colonel Harland Sanders' most famous creation, his original KFC recipe?
0: It's 11. We don't need to read them all. 11 herbs and spices. Heard. <laughs> everyone knows that story we don't really gotta read that either <laughs>
2: what fast food restaurant was literally founded in a broom closet Hmm. mcdonald's dairy queen subway papa john's
0: based on experience dairy <laughs> queen doesn't know what a broom closet is <laughs> they're always dirty
2: <laughs> subway
0: stores are always in tiny spaces Papa John's look like pizzas that they just dump what's from the broom Ew. <laughs> you know, container thing. What is it? The broom? I miss our Papa Star John's. No, I mean, they just they look a mess, is all. They taste great, but they look a mess. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going I'm, I'm to say Subway. I'm going to say Subway. Wrong. I I'm, I'm meant to say Papa John's. I'm going to say Papa John's.
2: <laughs> hey! Oh, Papa John's. Founded in 1984 when Papa. John Schnatter knocked out a broom closet in the back of his father's tavern and sold his prized 1972 Z28 Camaro to purchase 1600 worth of used pizza
0: equipment. Why are you reading it so slowly and destructive? I'm confused. <laughs> it does sound like he sold his Camaro out of the closet. That's what it sounds like.
2: <laughs> knocked out a broom closet in the back of his father's tavern.
0: He sold his Camaros to purchase $1,600 worth of used pizza equipment to put in that spot. He began selling the pizzas uh, to Tavern's customers (laughs) out of the converted closet. They proved so popular that only a year later he was able to move into an adjoining space. He didn't stop there. By 2005, he'd opened 3,000 Papa John's restaurants. Wow. Uh, So I only had... This was a reverse of last week. You got five. (laughs) Bless you. And I got two X's. Who? Yeah. Right? One, two. Just two. I got three really easy questions.
2: Too easy <laughs> questions. That's why.
0: Oh, man. I'm pretty sure you had one about <laughs> which TV show featured a guy, going, a sheriff, going to the fishing hole at the beginning. You know what?
1: You can't, <laughs>
0: you can't get that question wrong. <clears throat> it's only the Andy Griffith show. All right. I win. You lose. <laughs> And uh, now it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History.
2: Today's date is September 13th.
0: On September 13th, 1986, Pee-wee's Playhouse premiered. This was a show where a childlike man named Pee-wee Herman has fun and adventures with his puppet and human friends in his colorful and magical playhouse.
2: On September 13th, 1993, Late Night with Conan O'Brien premiered. This show featured the witty and absurd humor of comedian Conan O'Brien, who hosted celebrity interviews, musical performances, and original comedy sketches with the help of his sidekick, Andy Richter, and his house band, the Max Weinberg Seven.
0: On September 13th, 1995, The Drew Carey Show premiered. This show follows the humorous and relatable life of Drew Carey, a department store employee who deals with his quirky friends, his rocky love life, and his eccentric boss in Cleveland, Ohio.
2: On September 13, 1996, Everybody Loves Raymond premiered. This popular sitcom ran for nine seasons on CBS, starring Ray Romano as a sports writer who lives with his wife and three kids and has to deal with his meddling parents and brother who live across the street.
0: On September 13th, 1998, Animaniacs premiered. This animated show features a variety of segments, songs, and jokes starring the Warner siblings, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, who are zany cartoon characters that escape from the Warner Brothers studio lot tower and cause chaos wherever they go.
2: On September 13th, 2005, Supernatural premiered. This show follows the thrilling and terrifying adventures of two brothers, Sam and Dean Winchester, who hunt down and fight against various monsters, demons, and other supernatural forces that threaten the
0: world. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio.
2: You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you miss.
0: And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Danger And as always, a reminder.
2: Jesus loves you, nerds.